Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. Swine Health Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Get your full value from start to finish with Ilanco. At JBI, we apply biosecurity innovation and expertise to keep your operations safe. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. Essential Ag Solutions, bringing innovative science-based solutions to livestock producers. United Animal Health, scientifically better. Learn more at unitedanh.com. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson, and I'm the host of the podcast. Joining me for part two of our discussion on the PERS Outbreak Management Program is Dr. Chris Ronemaker. Chris, why don't you give us the full rundown on the POMP program? What exactly is that program, and what's it going to deliver for the industry, and how can folks get involved if they have some interest in it? Yeah, so it was a program really kind of started uh, by a couple of uh, of my colleagues uh, uh, in the field epi group. Uh, so Dr. Daniel Lynn Harris, and, and some of that was really started with some of his seminal PhD work that he did at the University of Minnesota with Bob Morrison. And then we were fortunate enough a way to uh, recruit him in 2004, uh, 2015, so really just about five or six months after I started. And He's done a lot of work in per surveillance and and just trying to understand field applied approaches, you know, to managing this beast that we all are are dealing with. So uh, he started this uh, this program just for the reason that you say, and then and that's always one of the questions that we get. And we're really kind of in this active recruitment phase, right? So we have lots of strains and lots of farms, and just like you said, lots of different approaches. So what the idea with it is 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 it's really designed to be a PERS outbreak epidemiological database, right? We have benchmarking databases for production records and things like that. We don't really have one for how do we manage PERS, and that's kind of the idea. So really what we're looking for here is a lot of industry participation, veterinarians and producers, you know, being willing to share some information about how they're managing their uh, PERS outbreaks with the goal is to get this mass of outbreak information that we can have the talented grad students and statisticians go in there, mine that data, and with enough sample size, hopefully we'll see that, oh, yeah, maybe this practice more so than this practice is actually effective at either reducing the total losses or getting that far back to stability or baseline production a whole lot quicker. So uh, it's really pretty simple. It's what we're looking at is kind of a, a kind of a three, four step process. So uh, the veterinarian would uh, go ahead and contact us, you know, during the outbreak. What we would do is ask them to retain uh, a sample of the original virus. Uh, we've got uh, Dr. Giovanni Travison, who uh, works as an epidemiologist in our group, has been doing a lot with whole genome sequencing. And what we're finding is there's a lot more information utilizing that technique than the standard simple or five sequencing, particularly in that tests ability to find multiple viruses and and recombinations of viruses. So so that was kind of the one step is is to go ahead and retain a sample of that for future testing if that's something that's desired. And then uh, one piece of that is to start filling out a survey. And the survey kind of has uh you know um several different blocks of information. There's kind of some herd and personal information like, you know, geogra- geographic location of the farm, the genetics, What's the herd size? Who's the contact person? 
then there's some uh, block on previous and current outbreak information, right? You know, what were the dates? What were the genotypes uh, of the of the outbreak virus? What was the ASV status? Is the farm going for control or is it going for elimination? Then there's a block of questions on the immunological solutions for the sows and gilts. What material or product are you using? What's the dose? What's the route? You know, what are the age groups? What was happening before the outbreak? And what are what are the veterinarian and producer planning to do after the outbreak? There's a section on the gilts. What are you going to do with replacement gilts? Are you going to close it? What are the sources? What are the different ages? And then kind of the fifth block is what are some of the on-farm biomanagement strategies? You know, some of the things that we we talk about, you know, are you doing McRebel and what does that mean? Are you continuing to do feedback? Are you using nurse sows? What are you doing for sanitation? How are you handle processing? How are you handling personnel, flow, boots, coveralls, things like that? So it's just a series of questions. Uh, and we're here certainly to help the veterinarian fill those out. So that's kind of one piece of it is to go ahead and get that survey filled out. And then the other thing we'll ask for is we work with the veterinary producer to fill out some documents from a confidentiality standpoint so that if those samples are coming into Iowa State, we can just seamlessly have that information automatically pulled over into the POP database. And then the third piece of that is to actually get some some basic production records, you know, the, the pieces that are required are just a breeding herd inventory and the number of wean pigs. Now we can do additional analysis on aborts and pre-wean mortality, stillborns and you know, faring rates and things like that if the producer is interesting in sharing that information as well. With the goal of that is to kind of develop this, these three outcome metrics, which is time to, st- time to stability. So that's a, at which point the farm starts to test negative and we kind of got a definition for that. That's the reason why we need the diagnostics to come in. You got the time to baseline production. So that's the time which the farm from the outbreak resumes back to normal production. When does it hit 100% of you know budgeted wean pick out? That's kind of time to baseline production. And then the third metric is what are the total losses expressed per thousand sows? You know, how many, how many pigs did we lose through a combination of abortions, stillborns, you know, mummies, pre-wean mortality, pigs that you didn't wean that you expected to. Uh, during that outbreak metric. So essentially what happens is kind of from a timeline standpoint, you know, during the outbreak, you retain that virus, you fill out the survey, you know, maybe 10, 12 weeks, farm starts to look stable, we start testing it. And then once the farm looks like it's stable and, you know, there's metrics, whether you're using processing fluids, it might be eight consecutive weeks of processing fluid, or it might be, you know, three or four months consecutive wound pig testing, if that's your methodology to do that. Once it looks like the herd's stable, then it's at that point we go ahead and run those outcome metrics. But we need those production records to to be able to do that. So that's really kind of it in a nutshell. And then that outbreak goes in the database. So we kind of collect them by outbreak. So it's not unusual if you have some farms that have multiple outbreaks, they could have multiple uh, cases, you know, in the uh, in in that data or in the pop database. The uh, the nice part about it is we have uh, we have a, a partnership with a barrier Ingelheim to provide some diagnostic support. So they're willing to supply up to seven hundred dollars towards a diagnostic support, kind of help cover PCR or whole genome sequencing tests. The idea behind the whole genome sequencing and why it's important to kind of have the original outbreak virus is uh, it's a little bit different and a little bit more in depth than the regular or five sequencing. So you've got to have a baseline in order to do that. And that's kind of the idea about trying to do that with the initial outbreak virus. You get that one whole genome sequence, 
And then if you're getting where it's 20, 30 weeks long, where you'd expect it maybe to get to stability and you're not, now you can go ahead and and uh, you, if you see a blip of aborts or, you know, you're just not seeing things stabilize like a, you would expect it to, you go ahead and run another whole genome sequencing. And at that point, that to see, am I still dealing with the same virus that I had at the original outbreak? Or do I have multiple viruses in my farm? Or do I have a new virus in my farm? So roughly that dollar amount will cover cover at least a couple whole genome sequencing or if you know if, if you you know go back to stability quick and you don't want to use that you can certainly use that to offset any of the the PCR testing you know for the routine monitoring that's another uh, option as well outstanding stuff chris so i'm going to try and uh, just paraphrase everything you said we've got the ability to do um whole genome sequencing and truly characterize every bit of the virus so we can know what specific virus we have or what viruses we have in the herd. Um, then we kind of collect, well, what actions do we take, right? What what yep. was our first management process before this? Did we vaccinate? Did we not? That sort of stuff. Um, and then when we had the outbreak, what did we do about it? And then we measure the outcomes. So we've got the combination of the genotype of the virus, the management strategies that we applied before and after the outbreak, and then the outcomes. With the long-term goal that we can data mine all that and say, all right, what are the best management strategies, you know, and, or, or the worst management strategies, right? What are the things we do that are associated with good or bad outcomes? And eventually with time, even at the genotype level, right? Some of the very common genotypes that float around in the industry. Well, we know this, Chris, like some of them hammer the gestation bar. Some of them hammer the farrowing house and some of them are more grow finish, Right presumably different management strategies would be better there. But hopefully with time, we can identify some of those things and say, ah, maybe with all viruses, this is best practice. And then with some specific viruses, boy, you really might want to think about doing these specific steps as well. Is that a fair kind of summary? Yeah, that's exactly right. L-Biotics, the pioneer postbiotic for digestive health in pigs. Brought to you by Adair Biome. With over a century of experience in postbiotics for digestive health, L-Biotics contains heat-treated lactobacillus cell bodies and their metabolites. Stable by nature, L-Biotics can be easily stored and incorporated in compound feed. Awesome. Thank you very much, Chris, for coming on the program. And thanks for everything that you do for the industry. Um, I know you just got off of the NPIC meeting and sharing information about sow mortality. You're, you're always working on things that are very important for our industry. And I can't thank you enough for all that effort. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on and being able to talk about it. Well, thanks to our audience for listening in. Um, you know, you're the sponsor support is what allows Chris and I to, to do these sorts of things. So thank you very much. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, um, you know, please uh, take the opportunity to do so. So you don't miss out on you know, Chris's podcast as well as all the other good presenters that we've got on. Um, and uh, I, I really want to thank you again, Chris. Please come on. I think this was our, our second or third one. Let's make it three or four. So please come on again. Sounds good. Appreciate it. All right. For Dr. Chris Rodemaker, I'm Dr. Clayton Johnson. Thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, everybody. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show and talk about it, share it with us, please feel free to email the research to hello at wisenetics.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at W-I-S-E-N-E-T-I-X dot com.